Taco Brothers Podcast. Where two brothers from another mother come together to talk about what's going on in urban pop culture, sports, music, health, and real issues that face our community. These people here, what they do, they for real. All straight with no chaser and a splash of comedy. <laughs> Very funny. This is Talk, Talk, Talk of Brothers Podcast. Let's get this thing going. And now your hosts, Godi and Smash. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Go D. And it's your boy, Smash, coming at you. And welcome to another episode of the Talker Brothers Podcast. What's going on, Smash? How you been, man? Man, tired, bro. Tired. Just been busy weekend, busy week. Just tired. Yeah, you had to take your daughter down for orientation. How yeah. was that? Man, that was, it, was, it was real. What they call it, surreal? It was real. Like, um, just seeing where she going to be going and... As soon as we got there, they kind of separated the parents from the students. So it was just like, all right, mom, dad, y'all can cut the lease right now. We finna, we got your kids now. So it was real, but I, I think it's going to be a great experience for her, and she'll be able to come into her own. So, What's she planning on studying? Uh, right now, she's going in there with the intention to do marine biology, but she likes animals, so she's open to being a, a veterinarian or to work with uh zoo animals as well zoo, oh I'm, man yeah. i hope she does the veterinarian because taking my dog to the to the vet man it's like i gotta get take out a, another loan <laughs> take out another mortgage just to pay for it man so <laughs> go heaven go <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll make sure you know if she should be a veterinarian times get hard i'll show her how to uh do everything in the back of the yard, you know. Right. <laughs> Be the bootleg vet- veterinarian, you know. For sure. So, so she's going to school in Fort Lauderdale, right? Yeah, it's going to be Fort Lauderdale, a little school called uh, Nova Southeastern University. It's a pretty nice school, man. The classes are, uh, you know, 20 to 30 students in a class. So it's real, like, one-on-one type instruction. So it's, it's a pretty good school for her, so. I remember taking my son to his orientation. It was it was painstakingly for me. I was like, man, can this just end? Why do I have to go through this torture with him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I kind of felt that one day. We just <laughs> sitting through that orientation. I was like, hey, I ain't going to be going here. But I, I, I feel what they're trying to do, though. Yeah, but, you know, any separation anxiety yet? Um, nah, not not really, not from us just yet. I think in August when we take her down there, it'll be it'll be that'll be when it really hit us. Like you know, right now we rock steady, but uh, come that time, you know, Kleenex gonna get a nice uh, raise and they stop. Yeah, I bet you will. <laughs> I bet you will. You are gonna play hard, but to see your daughter go off to college is like a bittersweet experience for sure. Oh yeah, especially do- daughter. If it was a son, I'd probably be kicking his little butt out. Like, go on, get. You know what I mean? But <laughs> your daughter is different, you know. Yeah, because when my son went to school, I was I was happy. You know, I was sad to see him go, but I was happy at the same time. And, and you're right because he's a boy. It's kind of you get a different feeling. You know, you feel more secure that he could take care of himself a little bit better than a girl would be on his own. Right. You know. I get that, man. I get that. But like I said, it will make sure next time I get my hat, man, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to hook was, you up next time I go down. Know, on some black stuff. You know, a brother want a souvenir. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they, they actually got some nice little gear down there. I was actually really, really impressed with the school, man. The thing I really like about it, though, is uh, the diversity because 
Uh, she'll be, you know, you got blacks, whites, uh, people. It was people from India and all different countries coming to that school. So that's the, I like the diversity about it. So, uh, like my mom always told me, she's like, hey, you ain't gonna grow up in a world and just work with black people or white people. She's like, it's gonna be a whole mix. So you gotta learn everybody's side. So. Exactly. Yeah, that's definitely because I mean it'd be better than me. I went I went to all black high school. It was a culture shock when I went to college <laughs> and realized, wait a minute, there's other people besides me out here. So right. <laughs> I'm I'm huge on like my kids go to a culturally diverse high school as well. So we got to be able to learn how to get along with each other. So that's definitely oh, yeah. definitely a good thing for you get out to the workforce. You know, so that was a culture shock for me. So I'm glad to hear that. But Let's moving show. on to some other things, Whoa, what we got going, going on? on? What's been going on with you though, man? It ain't man, about me. I've been. It's been work, work, more work, and just <laughs> that's about it, man. Nothing on my end, man. Coming off, we went on vacation, man. So it's just culture shock, getting back into the the the, the, the normal things. But you still ain't uh, came off that vacation yet. Man, mentally, physically, I'm here. Mentally, I'm still there, bro. I'm still in. The- I got the vacation hangover from. <laughs> I'm already planning for my next one, man. But at the end of the, for me, it's it's I don't know. It's slow booking for me, man. I really have much going on, you know. Just um, trying to trying to get the brand, promote the brand, and and for sure, um, seeing how we gonna make this thing grow. But other than that, man, it's been slow booking for me. Uh, I'm just right now. I'm, I'm really just having this dog days of summer has hit me big time, man. Cause I'm, you know, I'm ready for some football, man. This, I'm, I could watch baseball, but it's just really not. It's just a, a pastime for real. But it's not, you know, like the football season come. You like, oh man, I'm so excited. I gotta see as much as I can get. I found myself watching Canadian football, so you know, I'm having big time <laughs> withdrawals. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's coming though. The football coming. It's right around the corner, man. Um, man, so. it's not soon <laughs> enough. We like at what, uh, 50, 60 days? <laughs> yeah, roughly. Yeah, it, but hey, it's it's right there. But when it come and your team start losing, you're gonna be like, man, I wish football whatever. Was over. To all the <laughs> listeners, be prepared. Buckle your buckle your your, your chin straps, <laughs> your seat belts up because this is gonna be a real real good. Uh, season, you get to hear us go back and forth on wax, so this is gonna be good. But, but yeah, for the most part, man, it's 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 boring, man. I'm bored, bro. <laughs> nah, I, I feel you. I done become a, a Netflix Netflix junkie, man. Just watching stupid shows. Yeah, just to try to pass the time. I feel you on that one, man. What we got on the docket today, man? What we talking about? Man? What we talking about? Man, we got a couple things. Uh, we're going to get into Angela Bassett and her little skincare thing. Oh, yeah, she got that's coming right, out. man. Listen, man, anything Angela Bassett put out for skincare, because her black don't crack at all, bro. <laughs> so for all the ladies out there that's listening, go cop that. I don't care how much it costs. Uh, whatever she's doing, she's doing the right thing, man, because that woman does not age. Nah, you're right about that. She. See what they, what them old players you say. She finer than wine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is. But yes, yeah, it's it's, it's a, a black uh, skincare product. Um, her and a good friend of hers, uh, Doctor Storm, uh, came together and put out a, a black skincare line. And there's a lot of stuff out there for for others, but not many focused on us that actually work. You know, I think that even for 
uh, Caucasians and, and others for skincare. A lot of that stuff, I don't see it seem like it works, but I think they're gimmicks, but that's just me, you know. For me, that's just some Neutrogena soap and <laughs> <laughs> some kind of asking the wife what kind of moisturizer you got over there that's about the extent of my skincare right you know what I'm saying give me some of that uh, intensive Vas- Vaseline lotion <laughs> yeah I know what you and, mean and keep it moving you know got me up here gold bonding like chef uh, Shaq right. and stuff. <laughs> nah but yeah I mean you know looking into that product I didn't know that uh, Angela Bassett had skin problems I mean you never could have tell but um, it was saying she had skin problems and she was doing that stuff, using that stuff. And then um, they came out with her own brand because who wouldn't be, like you look at Angela Bassett and you say she in her 50s or 60, almost 60, I think. And um, she, she still looked better than girls at 20 and 30. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, that's a, that's a beautiful woman. That's definitely a beautiful woman. And it, whatever she's doing, it's working. It was funny because they had one one item. It's like a blood cream. When they, yeah. When you actually <laughs> send a blood sample to them. I saw and that. And they make a cream out of it. I'm like, that's got to be expensive. Yeah. I was like, screw that. But that's the only thing I see with the downfall of her product because uh, the, the stuff ranges from like. 50, $58 to $375. So that, that that has to be the blood cream. The blood cream has to be on the high end. It's like, who who can afford that? But, you know. Um, yeah. And I, I'm not going to lie, because when we were sitting in the production meeting talking about this, and you were like, Angela Bassett skincare, I was like, what the hell we know about makeup, man? <laughs> like, like, nah, but it, but it was, I, I just like, you know, you know, I'm black power all the way. So anything that I can see that's going to be beneficial for us i'm all i want to talk about it even if i like let's just understand i know nothing about skincare products all like i said just give me some neutrogena (laughs) soap and wash my face and and go to my wife's (laughs) counter and and just grab whatever say moisturizer and that's what i'm rocking with like he said some vaseline (laughs) or some gold bond or something because that's the extent of my knowledge of it but you know listeners if you got me got got me on something else shoot it to me because i don't i have no clue but i just wanted to just shed some light on that for those that are you know heavy in the hair products and skincare for our female listeners that that's looking to keep that beauty up you know yeah and like you said it's a dr storm by uh and it's the angela bassett line so y'all look for that if you if you're interested in it if you want to if you want to stay looking good like uh, angela bassett i mean <laughs> she's selling it i mean i would do it she's you know what i mean they they doing it on the other side for um what's the what's the lady that used to be a model there used to be a model um that looked like she had an age in it a white lady uh so not christy not christy brinkley but the other the other one um that started in the blue lagoon movie man man Brooke Shields, Brooke Shields, Brooke Shields. Okay. <laughs> Don't have me lie. So, so Brooke Shields doing it on that side because she old and she's still looking good. But this this by uh, Angela Bassett and Doc Storm is it's for um, uh, women of color. So definitely go check it out. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sitting here telling my wife, I don't know if that works. Looking at them price tags. I don't like, nah, you can stick with the regimen you're doing. <laughs> yeah, don't, we don't, need, don't need an extra skincare bill around here. You spend I enough know. on healthcare products and skincare products. Skincare bill higher than the light bill. <laughs> yes, sirs. Keep what you're doing. That might be a Christmas present or something. Nah, I feel you on that, bro. 
<laughs> so, but I hey man, did you see the story about the little dude? Uh, what's the guy name? Uh, gosh, can't think of the kid's name. I just read it. This video went viral. Oh, Jordan Adams. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, the three, the three sport, uh, three way player that signed a big baseball star in the draft. This this happened this last week, man. What do you think about that, man? Nah, I, I actually like this story, man, because uh, Jordan Adams, um, he's a three-way athlete, football, baseball, and basketball, and had his pick of schools to go to. He was going to go to UNC. Cause his, uh, yeah, I saw that. For football, because his father is, like, defensive line coach there or whatever. But I like this because of the fact that he chose to go play um, baseball, man. Um, and I, I've been telling I've been telling kids or people that for a long time now man like go go play uh baseball because you're gonna get the money and it's safer i mean you got more of a longevity in this in that sport you know what i mean yeah but baseball i'm i'm glad to see uh a brother of color actually playing baseball because like you said the numbers are dying it's not a lot of equipment the equipment costs a lot it's not a lot of ball fields for the kids to play on to to, to learn and be nurtured in the sport but to see him do it, it's, it's also exciting. I mean, I remember before we knew who he was, just remember the kid having that video that went viral with him dunking on the kid, and the whole gym went wild. And to put a put a name with a face, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome to see that kid uh, be to play baseball. And you're right, man, to see that he's a, like the 19th draft prospect, and he got drafted 17th, and looking at a $3.4 million contract out the door man. from high school come on man <laughs> I go play it. baseball <laughs> oh most definitely go play baseball because you can always come back you know, and I was, try, try yes, to play man. the other two so it's and, it's and 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 i would put that like my contract and stuff you know I, I would have in my contract just to be on the safe side you know pay for my four years of college if i don't make it i definitely have that to fall back on so definitely man kudos to jordan man that's that's big time big time yeah, and it, this story had brought up something I had to look up to, man. And I uh, got just a few little stats I'm about to quote from U.S. News and World History, a little article I was reading. Yeah. Man, it said in 2017, there 75% of the NBA and 64% of the NFL players were black, but only 7.7% of the MLB players were black. So that's why I'm like... That that's why I tell people go play baseball, man. Definitely, definitely. I mean, but at the end of the day, man, it's it's expensive, bro. It's an expensive sport, and if you can afford to play it, it's very time consuming. It's a sport that takes a lot of training and a lot of consistency. It takes some parents that are going to support it. If you have the time and, and you want to put your kids in it, listeners, by all means, because it's definitely. Uh, not only that, man. And we again, and you know, I'm big into the youth sports community, and I don't necessarily tend to to side on go pro. I just tend to set. I tend to to lean to the side of go to college. You know, so oh, yeah. it's definitely an avenue where you get a scholarship, um, and 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 save you save you and and your family some money. And who knows, it may turn out to be where he's pro worthy or not. But yeah, man, if you have an opportunity, you have the time and the effort to invest into it, definitely do it, man, because this, you see this kid. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, Jordan <laughs> Adams is like, he's like a rare, you know, a rare uh, Unicorn. athlete. <laughs> yeah, for real, because he's talking about 
basketball, he's excelling at it. Football, he's excelling at it. Baseball, he's excelling at it. We're talking about on the highest level. Right. Um, but there's always room for improvement. There's always room for, for everybody to participate in, and, and learn something from it and, and make it fun for the kids. But, yeah, man, you look at a three-point. Hey, man, if somebody told me here, man, here's a $3.4 million check. You going to skip college? <laughs> I would already been at the bank cashing it, so... <laughs> you ain't lying. I'd have been like, "What is a college?" <laughs> right. I only know what a bank is right now. Uh, right, right. <laughs> but you know, you said something that kind of surprised me because you you said you wouldn't really say that somebody should go pro out of baseball. Which I, for you, a lot of people, if y'all don't know, listeners, like he's probably out of all the dudes I know, he's the only one that worries about college uh, baseball. He watches yeah. college baseball. He's always talking about the college World Series and love it. So for you, for you to say that, I'm actually kind of surprised because you've been the biggest advocate of like college baseball that I know. Yeah, well, because because college baseball, they do it. I mean, the 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 way it's it's situated, the way it's structured, is done correctly. You know what I'm saying? Like Jordan has an option. Even he can go right now if he felt that he was drafted 40th, right? In the third round, he has the option of getting drafted and then turning it down and going to college and play college ball for three years, then turn and go to pro to better his stock. You okay. know, and it's just for me, college baseball is just a fun game. And if you ever watch pro baseball, it's kind of it's kind of drawn out, mundane. It's not a lot of hitting. Whereas college baseball is it's a lot of hitting with aluminum bats. It's a lot of errors, so it's exciting. Yeah, it's a lot of runs being scored. Um, you get again. You get the 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 pageantry of college college sports. People cheering, and it's it's just it's not like a baseball. It's like a wine and cheese crowd. You know what I'm saying? If you ever been to a baseball game, you know it's not like a lot of hoopla going on. It's just when something big happens, you hear a ruckus. But other than that, right. it's like ooh ahs. But <laughs> college baseball, you know, you got the drunken uncle in the stands, <laughs> you know, cheering, and, and you got the rowdy, you know, the rowdy student section. It's just. You know, I'm a big college person anyway, all the way around. Um, some don't like it because they think it's they're using these kids, but but the pure love of the game and, and the excitement and the passion of the game, that's what I like about that's what makes it exciting about baseball. But no, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm definitely not against going pro. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I am I'm, I'm for for somebody like him to see three point four million dollars being offered to him. Right. Then it just it's just a no-brainer man you won't see that kind of money no other way coming out of high school on no other level unless you're an entertainer or something like that but um yeah if, if but what i'm what i am saying is that if it's a kid that's playing baseball and here you got a college knocking at your door and it's not mlb yeah take that college scholarship prepare yourself to because i'm always it's all my vision is for all athletes and all whatever you're doing whether you're a mathematician or a science major whatever it is to to go to college to get educated because that's something that they can't take away from you you know once you have it you can't take it away but dropping that knowledge but at the end of the day you know 3.4 million dollars bro i'm telling my kids let's pack it up we going to training (laughs) camps for sure for sure nah you you can't knock it I, i know like i work with a lot of guys now and they they're contemplating on letting their sons play football because of the whole CTE thing. Man, let them play. So I say that too, but you know, I get it. Well, you know? just like I, just like I was on my my, my partner's uh, Murph show. Shouts out to Murph. 
and why not sports we we talked about the same issues on it and the thing about it is bro is it's football has always been a rugged aggressive sport but we didn't know any better you get what i'm saying like we didn't know the effects of what how the game was played then up to now how adverse the the mental and the physical aspects of of what's going to happen when you get older when you retire from the sport but we know better now we teaching you know with my even my youth program we teaching the kids how to tackle with heads up get your head out of tackling um how to tackle how to do like the seahawk tackling you know like the rugby style tackling so we're doing better and that that just comes from cultivating the knowledge and as as you get older and as as this knowledge progress through you'll see you'll see that aggressiveness it's going to be in the game but it's not going to be as much head hunting and, and the things that we see now in the sport but end of the day man if your kid wants to play football allow them to play it because it's their life and we're going to be there to guide them now if they're being miscoached or mistreated then that's different that's on all sports or anything what you right. do in life with your kids but man i had i had so much fun playing sports um, I had so much fun. My most fun has always been football. And, <laughs> you know, like fuss, man, you got to be a little crazy to play football. You know That's what I'm saying? True. <laughs> That's true. I, I, me too. I, I like football because it was just one of those things. Like, that's the only sport where, besides boxing, where you can, if somebody talk junk, you can be like, okay, I'm going to get you. You know what I mean? Right. And, and you can legally get them and not get in trouble. Right. And, <laughs> right. And I was a defensive player, man. I, I tried as a youth. I tried to play offense, play running back, play wide receiver, and I just didn't like getting hit. So once I realized that, I loved hitting. So I've played defense my whole time, man. From high school and the college, I played defense, and that's all I wanted to play because I wanted to, like you said, oh, you're talking noise? Okay, I got something for you. Come on, cross this middle real quick. Now. <laughs> and it was a good outlet for me, especially for me, man. I was a oh, real, yeah. I was always an aggressive dude, and uh, I always had a chip on my shoulder for some reason. And it me was too. a great outlet to to release that anger. It was a, a legal way to release that anger, you know, and. Uh, it, was, it was worth for me, you know. So if, if a parent wants to let them play, if they have any any reservations about letting their kids play, you know, just sit back and actually do some some research on it. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. But don't don't not don't not allow your kids not to play because you're fearful. If the kid wants to play and they enjoy it, allow them to play the game. Nah, that's a good point, man. Good point. And sticking with this old. I guess we'll stay in the sports category here. Did you uh, hear about uh, Richard Williams, uh, Serena, yes, and Venus' yes, uh, father getting man. inducted into the you, Hall of Fame? You know, this has this has been multifold for me <laughs> of my excitement about this, and it's one because one because he's African American. One, okay, yeah. and it's not many of us in the sport, and True. two, the way that he the way that he went about of achieving this honor and the way he went about teaching his daughters how to play the game of tennis that's what i'm really excited about because a lot of times you know in sports it's like a copycat a lot of sports is copycat you know how we train how we eat how we go about um getting to that 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 pinnacle that that highest level in sports so for him he was aggressive and and how he treated his girls some people thought it was mistreatment of his girls but they enjoyed it so yeah. this is just uh, this is just the icing on the cake to saying to say that 
what you think is wrong and what you think is right may not be the right thing. It's just what works for you. So I'm excited to see for him, man. Congratulations to them. I would really love to have an opportunity to sit down with him. I know, I hope he get well, man. He's going through some some health issues right yeah. now. Um, so shots out to him, man. Mr. Williams, I hope you get well. And I really would like to sit down with him just here because you think about this guy was two years planning before his daughters were even born. That's amazing, so, man. You know, so he was collecting equipment and balls <laughs> And it's yeah. an expensive sport. And he touched on that in some interviews that I watched. And he said that that's how he planned it. The, 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 the man wrote a 78-page game plan. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he was all in. He was serious with <laughs> Now, I, I like what he did, too, because he, he sat back and he watched something that uh, wasn't a popular sport for African-Americans. And he right. said, hey, this is what I'm going to have my kids do when you know saying when they when they're born because like you said he started two years uh prior to them being born but i just like it because it's just one of those stories man that you know how you were saying like everybody thought he might have mistreated his kids or whatever this man had a vision he knew what he wanted for his family and he knew what he wanted for his daughters i mean they were from compton he he wanted to keep them away from what everybody else experienced in compton the gangs and the violence and that was that was his vision and he accomplished it and look at them now i mean serena williams is arguably one of the best athletes not putting her in the category of male or female just putting her in the category athlete she's arguably one of the best athletes in in the world today you know so i mean you think about it 30 grand slam single grand slams each yep right they played in nine. They played each other nine times in the finals. That's crazy. Seventeen doubles in thirty-three major appearances. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'm not a tennis dude. I don't know all the stats, but that's just what I looked up on them. And compare that to he's gotten to the. And, and for the listeners that don't know, he's got inducted into the Hall of Fame as a coach. Right. So compare his the way he brought those kids up and the way he trained those kids compared to how everybody else now mind you the girls didn't even play junior tennis like most of them go through playing junior tennis to cultivate their skills and see where the litmus test of what they are this guy just trained trained and trained and they turned pro in 97 yeah so he did something right rather you thought the the (laughs) the way he went about his business was wrong and the kids weren't having fun i don't ever hear these girls talk about their dog that their dad was a tyrant I mean, nah. come on, man. If you if if you a young lady, if you a young man, and you growing up in a, in a poverty neighborhood, a gang written neighborhood, a drug written neighborhood, and their their father actually fought the drug dealers to get off the tennis court. You know what I'm saying? The man said he lost teeth, went broken ribs, and it was funny. <laughs> it was like he told his daughters, "Look, I don't tell you to hide nothing from your mama, but please don't tell her about this." <laughs> you know? So he was passionate about seeing his daughters do something great with themselves he saw the money that could be made and the girls was willing to do it they had fun at doing it and nothing's easy man you know like your mom my mom always told me anything worth having is worth working for you know what i'm saying if it's, if it's easy to come by then it's something something not right about it you know so they had to put the work and i'm more sure they had times where they didn't like their dad you know even when i work my, my sons out they get mad at me and pissed off at me that i'm working them too hard my wife said i'm working them too hard but this is what they want. We're going to put the effort into it to make sure that we do better, do well at it, you know? 
Oh, most definitely. I mean, you, you got to have that, man. And I was, I remember when they, when they came on the scene, especially Venus, because all you see was that black girl playing tennis with them little beads in the hair. You know what I mean? So, man, she was dominating. So, Everybody started liking her. <laughs> so, who you thought, like, who do you think, who you thought was going to be better when you first see him hit the scene? Uh, I thought it was going to be Venus, but um, I mean, he kept saying that his youngest daughter was yeah. was better than Venus, and everybody's like, whatever, whatever. And then, you know, it, it. I don't think Serena really, like, she came on her first year, but she, you know, Venus was still number one. Then after that, like, Serena just took off yeah. and never really looked back, man. And it's amazing how, like, I can't tell you the last time I sat down to just watch tennis. At the at the pinnacle of their careers, um, like she's still going. Don't get me wrong; they're still playing, but they're on the back end of their careers versus you know in the the height of their careers. You know, you you made way to watch tennis. Whether it was like, come on, when the last time you woke up at five six in the morning to watch Wimbledon? You know, what I'm saying <laughs> you didn't do it. But right. when they touched the scene, you know, you want to see Serena Venus play. You yeah. know, you want to see who was gonna how they're gonna do win or lose. You just had it was must see TV. You know, and it's they took you know what sports is is not necessarily I'm not saying it's a male dominant sports, but the males tend to get more headlines than the women's sports. And That's true. if it wasn't for Venus and Serena, in my opinion, I think tennis would be a back burner for those for those that outside of those that love tennis. You know, oh, for yeah. the common for the common everyday you know. The, the passerby fans, you know, you you stop what you're doing watching tennis and you learn the game. What does love mean? You know, how does the scoring work? So, yeah. you know, that that was impactful. And it's like he deserves that honor, man. Kudos to Mr. Williams, man. I hope he get well. Oh, most definitely, man. And I look at it because, uh, you know, like you were saying, when we were doing the research, something that, that stuck out to me that, you know, um, I didn't even think about, but you know, back in the day, people did get mad when uh, Venus and Serena used to meet in the, you know, in the major tournament, in the finals. Yeah. But um, one thing that was mentioned was, like, nobody got mad at Archie Manning when Eli and Peyton met up in the Super Bowl. Don't get me started. <laughs> so I thought that was, like, a, I was like, wow. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of times, I think that's what a lot of um, people that aren't African-Americans don't realize, like, you know, I know sometimes people would be like, oh, they always say race this, race that. But you have to really look at things like it's easy when you're not in that race to say that. But when you're in that race, right. I mean, when you're outside that race, you got to really look and say, well, how come they didn't com uh, complain about Archie? Oh, he raised his boys up to follow in his footsteps. Well, this man basically did the same thing. He just didn't play tennis. He raised his girls up to be champions. I mean, but you got to think about it. It's totally different. I mean, it's it's yeah. What you're saying is totally true. But this man was self-taught. Like he didn't. He, he that's didn't what makes it better. About, right, exactly. He knew nothing about the game of tennis. He just actually sat down, educated himself, and prepared his his game. The man wrote a seventy-eight page game plan. Yeah. On how he wanted to teach his girls. You know, the Archie Manny situation. That's for a whole other topic. But um, <laughs> you're right. I mean. For you to, for us to go into the, to say, like they were saying that he, he didn't want to play, they didn't want to play juniors because he thought it was going to take away from their game because he wanted to teach them how to, how to play with power, right. how to every shot to hit with power, how to serve big serves. And he felt that the, the, the junior game 
was about cut shots and because the court's so big, so they was trying to do things to manipulate how the how the shots will be be given back and okay. forth. So they had to. He didn't want to unlearn, unteach what he taught the girls in order to play that. So he, what he, the, the thing that he did, it worked. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? I, I mean, my bit. thing is, I hope, I hope at some point in time that he sits down and writes a, a how-to book, a coaching book, or just a, 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 a write a book in general on, on the whole aspect of how they got to where they are and and what really understand really his mindset of of why did he teach the girls the way he did? Why was he so aggressive? And why he thought that was the best way to teach them? Now, it turned out to be 100% correct, but oh, yeah. what made him want to buck the system to be able to do it the way he wanted to do it? And you're right, man. It's like for, for, for non-African Americans, the door was open. And he had, to, he had to kick the door in. Anything that we do, we're kicking the door in. The oh, door yeah. is not being held open. Like right now, there's only a foot in the door. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. at some point in time, somebody's going to have to swing it open, and this just is a great milestone. And I hope that they always, even after they retire, man, it's like it's not nothing that I want to champion, but for them being in the sport of tennis, I hope that, they, that they're doing great things for the African-American community. Or, well, not even that, but just in situations where – because the tennis, because tennis is an expensive sport, where they're making it more accessible to those that want to play the game, you know, game of tennis and, and grow and and strive to be like they were. Oh yeah, that's and that that's all I want. I mean, like I, I like that, like you said, the foot is in the door, but we still haven't seen an an overwhelming uh, African American presence in in right. that sport. But I think it will come. I mean, it's one thing that we kind of missing. Like you really don't see tennis courts in the hood if you do right. they ain't got no net <laughs> right right you know <laughs> no lines on the court yeah it's all cracked up with grass on it <laughs> right <laughs> nah but it, it's all good man um but you know that I, I do like that about him and i'm happy for him that he's getting into the hall of fame like you said hope that he gets better you know but yeah. um it's it's definitely a hard fit def- I'm, I'm just i'm just so excited that because they there was so much resistance to him and, and not a lot of acceptance for who he was and what he was doing with his girls that you know the Hall of Fame is is honoring him man and that's that that alone is is a hundred percent validation that what he did was right you know and how he did yeah. it was right and those girls turned out to be awesome tennis players you know and at, oh. at the end of the day at the end of the day you you're talking about like you said earlier. We're not talking about Serena as the greatest female athlete. We're talking about the greatest athlete, athlete. overall, you yeah. know what I'm saying, of all sports. And that speaks a lot, man. The, oh, it the does. Girl is, it does. She's good, man, which is a grown <laughs> woman now. but <laughs> Yeah, with a baby. But, uh, you know, I mean, no, nah, like I said, that, that's a good thing. So look forward to him going into that. And I'm yeah. I'm going to go off topic with you for a little bit because I'm yeah. just – I'm just throwing this out there, man. Just you know, as you be, as I be going down my feet, sometimes I be looking at stuff. What's what's something that gets on your nerves or bothers you when you looking through the social media? You scanning your your feeds. What's like a pet peeve or something that you just want to tell people? Get, oh, let's let's just say, give them some friendly advice. You know. Hey, stop <laughs> living through social media. Everybody don't need to know what you're eating. 
everybody don't need to know where you are you know that's one of my <laughs> biggest things and then i have family members that do that and that irks me to death <laughs> that you live through social media i don't have you know it's funny because you watch you watching the feed and it's not nobody in particular but you're watching the feed and you see it come across somebody and it give you some some heartfelt quote about how she loved or how he mm. loved this man or woman and then yes. six months later they give you some innuendo you know <laughs> i can't stand you quote about how you can't stand them <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. and everybody like oh girl it's gonna be all right but then you go look in the timeline and it's like thousands of broken relationships Oh, Stop I exactly living through social media. Stop living through it, man. Just I, I if, went, if, <laughs> let it grow. <laughs> I went through a, a friend of mine that's on Facebook. Just not like an actual friend, but just a friend. That's What's their name? Nah, I'm <laughs> I, I swear, man. I was at work one day and just kept checking my feed. And I swear I went through her actual OBGYN appointment with her. Because she's like, oh, no. get ready to go to the doctors. Oh, I'm in the waiting room. Oh, they just called me back. Oh, the checkup was good. I was like, why do we need to know this, man? Like, right, right. <laughs> that's that's information you give to your closest friends. I'm not your closest friend. And yeah. you know, people be like, well, if you don't want to see it, don't look at it. Well, you right. Defriend. <laughs> yeah. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. My wife will defriend somebody quick, boy. Yeah. I will too. And, and, then, and then for me, my for my social media feed, the, the brand feed is, you know, free for all. But, you know, for my, my personal, like, social media, yeah. I don't I don't have a lot of people and I, I'm just of the motto and it might be strange people might say that's kind of odd but if if you're not in my phone if you're not actually in my phone and I don't call you and you're not really I'm not really personable with you like that yeah I mean you're not on my feed cuz I cuz that's my own personal space for me that's just you know like they fighting right now for Facebook going through all this stuff for selling information and all that kind of stuff you can't no way in heck you going in, in, in the 2018. There's no way you can hide who you are, what you are, your personal information. <laughs> if somebody want to get it, they're going to get it. But that's my own personal sanctuary. You know what I'm saying? I want to nah, share I'm pictures kidding. with my... And I'm cautious about who I share my, my kids' pictures with and that kind Me of too. stuff and, and how I share that information. And so I don't have 4,000 friends. You know what I'm saying? I, have, <laughs> I just have a, a, a close knit of people who I share on Facebook. That might sound strange to some people, but nah, that's just I, what I, I do. That's just who I am. I get you all the way, man. I I guess I would have to say my pet peeve on there is um, when y'all when y'all taking these selfies at home or wherever you taking, clean your damn house before you <laughs> take that picture. You got dirty dishes in the sink when you're trying to take it in the kitchen. You got toothpaste splash all up on the mirror, man. <laughs> you got 30, 30 bottles of whatever on your sink. Man, and then <laughs> got the kid in the background, a little two-year-old hugging on your booty. Like, right. man, <laughs> clean your house. Like, act like it's a photo shoot. You trying to take a selfie? Make sure everything's presentable because people are gonna look. <laughs> right, and they're gonna comment. And usually, the comments don't turn out too good. <laughs> and then, then I got another one. This one is starting to really. It's been bothering me probably since 2016. But guys, please. Once again, guys, please stop dressing up as women to tell jokes. It's getting old. Like, come on. Man, this has <laughs> been a pet peeve of mine since. I can't remember the movie with um, 
uh, what's his name? The black guy. Uh, Don't say Tyler Perry. Not Tyler Perry. Well, he's just the epitome of it. But <laughs> uh, Martin. No, not Martin. Martin, one of them two. But ah, I hate this. Eddie. What's not Eddie? Eddie has Eddie dressed up like a woman? Uh, yeah, in uh, Big Mama's house. That's different, though. That's different. <laughs> that's different. You know, that's my dude, so that's kind of different. Oh, yeah. uh, you want to give Eddie some slack? That's, that's different. But you don't want to give old Medea no slack. Huh? Nah, he can. Well, <laughs> I like my, I like, I like Tyler Perry. And I like all the work that he does because he's definitely made a call the avenue for us as African Americans. But um, Eddie has got has has such a big catalog of stuff that it didn't start with him dressing like a woman. For that's Tyler true. Perry, it started him started with him. Dressing like dressing a woman, like, he, he okay. didn't have to kick the door. You such creative, you such a creative person. That shouldn't have been the reason why the door was kicked in. You know, for him. You know, so I kind of give Eddie a pass, man. Me and my kids love the Big Mama series. <laughs> <laughs> but no, back to the guy. He played the vampire, uh, Blade. What's his name? Wesley, Wesley Snipes. Snipes. Oh, yeah, when he did with that them? with Bing Rings and yeah, like man. Patrick Swayze. Oh, man. I know what you tell. I can't think. I can't watch that movie, man. That drove me crazy, and this has been and like you brought that topic up, but this has been a topic of a bunch of, amongst uh, some other some other my friends. That why do we have to do this? Why do we have to dress as a woman, whether you white, black, it doesn't matter to be funny, man? I just don't. I don't get it. Why do we? Why would we have to do this? Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, man. I, I just, I don't find it funny anymore. Um, you know what I'm saying? You can still get your point across by telling the joke, using like the the mama or whoever's voice. Cause I get it, man. We all had those black mamas, black aunts, or grandmas that did that. So, but yeah, that's just, I don't know, man. It, every time I I see one, man, I just but I, do you I see skip it? right past it. Do you see it more in do you see it more in African Americans portraying playing women or are others playing women? Uh I, to me I think I see it more in African Americans. Um, I do too. You you even like I said now you even got these new comedians coming up. You see those little shorts and they be doing it um you know they be dressing up as women and it just I'd be like why? Yeah, him talking just, about his Martin Jones, one of his funniest characters, Shanae. <laughs> <laughs> so you still giving him a break, huh? Uh, man, Martin. I mean, Martin is like Martin. You know, you know, Martin is one of my favorite comedians of all time, man. For the for <laughs> for him to be able to to do all these different characters and be all these different people, it kind of lends to his his list of characters just like uh just like eddie murphy it lends to his different characters um that's just that's not what actually made him who he is you know what i'm saying it's like um like kevin hart has he i don't think he's dressed up like a woman yet but i don't really find him that funny anyway but so but at the end of the day we're going to talk about that one day but go ahead it is what it is (laughs) but We'll get on that topic, but I, I just don't. But and that's just me, maybe. But I'm more. There's, there's a lot of people that think like I'm thinking on that. But um, I don't think he's just more. I don't think he's a good improv actor. You know what I'm saying? A comedian. I think he's really funny. Um, and sometimes I think he shy away from the, the tough subjects when he does his stand up. Because comedians get a pass, man. You understand? They they get a pass. They can say whatever they want to say, be politically incorrect, 
And if it's funny, you get away with it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So no, he true. has such a big platform that I wish that he would just get. Sometimes you just need to get politically correct and, and lay it on the line and, and, and say what you got to say in, in a joke. And this is going to pass over. You know what I'm saying? You're still going to be funny, man. You're still going to hold the records. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're still a, the funniest <laughs> man in comedy. You know? Nah, I, I feel you, man. Um, I'm still trying to think of the name of that movie, man. I, I think I found it, though. I think it's is it Wong Fu or something like that? Yeah. Two man, Wong that's, Fu. Two Wong Fu. That's what it is. <laughs> that movie. It was. <laughs> That was like the epitome for me. It's like, do we have to dress up like women to be funny? You made a good point there. That's a good subject, man. We need to, and I, I hate that we didn't we could indulge in it even more because I want to really research and understand why we do what we do. Why we do why why do we do this to be funny? And I don't think you have to do it to be funny, to dress like a woman. No, I don't think you do. And then like to me, I mean, I guess in my opinion, if you're gonna do it, go all the way. Don't be turning around with a goatee on with a wig, like, <laughs> like, like if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go, go all RuPaul or something, man. Like, damn. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but nah, that's that's it, man. I knew I just had some. I just wanted to see, cause like every time I look through my feed, I'm just like, oh man, here we go. Everybody's yeah. everybody taking these selfies with dirty houses. Everybody still want to twerk, and, and that's another thing, dude. Y'all bet not be twerking. But anyway, <laughs> don't get me started on that. Man. I just think that I just remember, I remember growing up in New Orleans that twerking is like old to me. It's like twerking is back. Yeah. Remember, remember we used to be at the at the uh, NCO club and in, in, in the yep. early nineties. Remember, <laughs> yep. and it was like. That was a big thing, and I'm like, all of a sudden, like, what? They twerking again? I thought yeah. that should pass by. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just, I guess it's just one of those things, man. Things come back around, you know. In the closing, I just like to shout out to everybody who's been listening, man, and appreciate the the positive feed feedback that we, we've been getting. Um, if good got, and bad. Good yeah, and bad. good and bad. We 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 want to take that constructive criticism and make it better for y'all. So if you got any constructive criticism you know um just e- email it to us or reach us on social media and also if you got any topics that you want us to touch on just let us know but remember yeah. we're keeping it positive over here at talking brothers yeah you know how we, what we say it's easy to be negative but it's hard to be positive yes sir like you said reach out to us drop us a line well, so with right. that being said much love we out we have returned to claim the pyramid Partying on the mothership, I am the mothership connection. Get down in 3D, light year group. Well, all right, hear the noise, ain't nobody but me and the boys. Get down.